morning. What an amazing time, just getting into the presence of God and just worshipping him and adoring him. Um, I had such an amazing time, just being, helps us to be more aware of him, doesn't it, in our times of worship, realising that God is here and he's with us and we can connect with him and love him. And today I'm going to be talking about passionately pursuing prayer. Now, you may have noticed that there is a bit of a theme going on with passionately pursuing, and, and I really wanted to talk about passionately pursuing prayer with you today, because I do believe that there is so much for us to learn from prayer, and yet it's not actually that complicated. And it's really interesting, because I was thinking about, okay, what do I pray, tell you about when I'm talking about prayer, because um, there are so many books written on prayer do you realize how many books there are written on prayer? If you typed into prayer into, into Amazon or whatever, you would get hundreds and hundreds of books. There's actually a list of the best 119 books on prayer. And that's just the best of, 119 of them. You know, and I've read a, one or two of them myself, you know, on prayer and because, you know, my heart of wanting to, to know more about it and, and all of that. And I just find it really interesting that there's so much on it. And yet I really believe that prayer isn't that complicated. You know, the disciples um, um, in Luke 11, and I'm going to turn to that in a minute, and they went to Jesus and they said to Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And I wonder if the disciples then sat back in their, their chair or whatever they do when they're sitting and, you know, listening to Jesus bring his wisdom and, his, and all the things that he's got to bring. And, you know, the disciples will have heard Jesus' prayer. They know Jesus would pray lots of times. It talks about in the Bible how Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. Jesus was praying in private and, and, and his disciples were with him. So he'd get, they'd get to hear the sort of things that he would be saying. And Jesus, one time, he took um, Peter, John and James with him up into the mountain to pray. And there's so many verses in the Bible about, about Jesus going off to lonely places to pray. And, um, and we get to hear this amazing prayer in John 17 where Jesus is talking to his, his father. And there's this intimacy going on between him and his father. And it's so beautiful. And, and it's probably one of the only prayers that, that is recorded of where Jesus is praying. And so the disciples would have seen all of that. They would have seen his intimacy. They'd have seen how he prayed and, and how that affected his ministry and his life and his walk. And so when, G, when the disciples said to Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. I wonder if they were thinking, oh, this is going to be the best lesson ever. And so anyway, I'm going to read from Luke 11 what Jesus says to his disciples. First one. It says, on that day... When Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of the disciples said to him, so one of the disciples, they'd been hearing him praying, and it's from that moment, he says, teach us how to pray, Jesus. You know, you just finished praying. It was amazing. It's wonderful seeing that. Teach us, Lord, how do we pray? And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For when we forgive everyone who sins against us, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. And a friend of mine on the journey, a friend of mine on the journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And here ends Jesus' lesson on prayer. And I'm thinking, oh my, all these books that we can read, these hundreds and hundreds of books. And we look here and there's like 12 verses, 13 verses on how to pray. Jesus teaching his disciples on how to pray. And it begins the lesson by saying, you know, it's not when you pray, but it's, if, it's not if you pray, but it's when you pray. He says, when you pray, pray like this. There's no if about praying because there is an expectation that, that of course we'll want to pray. Of course we'll want to talk to our heavenly Father. The prayer that Jesus describes there of the, that we now not call the Lord's Prayer is this amazing description and beauty of how we can approach God who is a loving dad to us, a heavenly father, declaring his goodness and his holiness, acknowledging his authority and will for our lives. The prayer that Jesus is teaching his disciples is encouraging them to seek him for their provision that, that we can come to him and we can ask him for what we need. And, and he, he answers us. He provides for us. That, that there is this expectation that, that God is a good, good father. And that if you pray this, he will answer you. That if you knock on that door, that door will be open. If you seek, then you will find. He is a good, good father. You know... Um, one of the amazing things about that passage, it says at the end that he even will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him for it. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is probably one of the most precious gifts that any one of us could ever, ever have in all of the world? And our Heavenly Father wants you to have that gift. That is the best gift that we could ever have. And so anything else is less than that. And now God will give us it all. He said, I will give you all that you need. Now this, this is a really um, powerful prayer to, to let it integrate into your heart and into your life of how we should pray. 
But one of the things about prayer that, that I find, one of the things that's really, really um, powerful that that it's really hard to describe is that, that I can be in my times of prayer and I, can, and I can encounter something. I can encounter his peace. I can encounter his grace and, and I can encounter his love and it's just so wonderful and powerful. And how do I tell you about that? How can I describe that to you? You can only know that if you yourself come into his presence, spend time with him and pray. You too can know that. For yourselves. Because when we pray, it is a heart connection with you and your loving Father who loves you so much. When we pray, it's with a relational God who wants a relationship with you, who wants you to know how much you mean to Him. He wants to see you, He wants you to be with Him, He just wants you because of His love and His passion for you. Prayer is this interconnection with our hearts, connecting with him. And there needs to be a passion, a drive within all of us, a persistence. Because Jesus here is talking about, don't give up on prayer. Keep on going. Keep on asking. Because you will see it. You will see it come about. Because God is good. And he won't ignore you all the time. You may feel like, I keep on praying this. I keep on asking God and I'm not seeing it. But Jesus says, don't give up. Because if that man who was in bed with all his kids tucked up eventually gets out of bed because he's just sick of hearing you, then God, who is a good, good father, won't he answer our prayers? Won't he give us what we ask for if we keep on being persistent? You know, um, Mark, um, in Mark 13, verse 15, it says this. It says, truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Do you know, I think that um, there's something really significant about that. Where Jesus says, you know, we, if, if you want to receive the kingdom of God, then we need to be like children. We need to have a childlike faith. We only have to look at the children amongst us and hear the kinds of prayer and attitudes that, that they pray with that makes us realize, actually, we can see the kingdom of God here and now by only even having a simply childlike faith. Prayer is never meant to be complicated. It's never meant to be some this strange, mysterious thing that I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know what to say. You know, Jesus talks, um, gives a lesson as well to the multitudes on the mountainside. And he talks about this prayer and he, when he's teaching the multitudes. And you can read about that in Matthew 6. And he starts off the, the teaching there. He says this. Again, when you pray, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they live to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray... Do not keep babbling up like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, 
because your father knows what you need before you ask him. Prayer isn't complicated. It really isn't complicated. And that's my message to you today, that we can passionately pursue something that isn't actually that complicated, but yet it's so powerful, so amazing, so wonderful to have these amazing encounters with God, to make a difference in this world and in the situations that are going on around us. You know, the Bible will tell us... Um, you know, we can read in the Bible all about, about God and about his heart and about who he is and about his passions and about, about him wanting his kingdom to come and in his glory to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. And we can read in it all about all the amazing miracles that Jesus did as he walked and the prophets, how the amazing miracles that they did. And we can read about all of that in here. And it helps shape our faith helps shape the way that we pray. And so reading the Bible is really, really important when we are growing and learning in our prayer life and what that looks like and what that sounds like. Because it helps us to see what is the heart of God? How do I pray in line with his will? How do I seek first the kingdom of God? What is his kingdom? What does that look like? Well, I can read it in here. And I say, God, I want your kingdom to come in this place. God, your kingdom says that there is no sickness. Your kingdom says that there's no poverty. Your kingdom says that there is goodness and kindness and faithfulness. God, I want to see this. I want to see this, God. I will pray for this in your name, Lord Jesus. And I can pray according to his will as I read the Bible. You know, the depths of um, relationship and intimacy the disciples would have seen that Jesus had with the Father is what will grow in us. That depth will grow in us when we spend time praying. When we spend time saying, God, teach me more about who you are. When we sit in his presence and we allow him to reveal himself to us and give us fresh revelation of who we are and who he is. And, and it's amazing and we become more and more like him. And there is this depth that will grow when we just sit in his presence, just loving him and praying with him. Matthew 15 verse 89 says, these, it's where Jesus is quoting Isaiah to the people, and he says this, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Our father is not impressed with our words. He doesn't care about how we say something. He doesn't care about that. But he's looking right into our hearts. You know, I could go off to my room in the morning or, or I'll be in my room in the morning, I guess, because I'll be waking up. But I can, in my room, I can wake up and I can say, okay, I'm going to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, I will be in my name, blah, blah, blah. Amen. And then go off and do my thing. I could do that, but that doesn't impress God. That's not going to do anything. I can tick my box and say, oh, yes, I've done my prayer today. But that hasn't really done anything. What God really looks for when we sit down and we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to spend my time now with you to pray with you, to, to, to talk to you. He's looking at our hearts. He wants us to realize that he is our, lo our loving father. He loves us. We are precious to him. 
And we can have this amazing relationship with him because he is a relational God. Our words doesn't matter if our heart isn't connected to his. You know, prayer is this amazing gift to us that God has given to us. It's an amazing gift. Um, and um, we can pray in any and every situation. You know, when our children started um, high school, we, give each of, we gave eight, each of them a mobile phone and we prayed for the, paid for the network and everything so they've got access to, to be able to contact us if an emergency happens. Because you know, emergencies do happen, you know. I don't understand because I went to school, high school, and I never had a mobile phone. But hey-ho, you know, our kids these days, you never know. They may need to contact me. So I give them this gift and... Um, and so that they can contact me wherever I am and I can contact them wherever they are. And, um, and it is a good gift for them, you know, that, you know, it will really help them so they can keep in touch with us, um, help them to keep feeling safe and connected with me. But, and prayer is, is so much more than that, but it is a gift to us from God and it didn't just cost him what the price of a phone and a network. It cost him his life so that we can pray. So that we don't have to go to some priest and have them pray for us. We don't have to go to some special temple and to worship him and to pray with him. But Jesus has given us this gift of prayer that wherever we are, whatever circumstances that we are facing, whether we are walking down the, the street or whether we are alone in our rooms, we can pray to Jesus. That is an amazing gift. And I know my kids would get absolutely sick and tired if I kept on phoning them and saying, oh, where, where are you? What are you doing? What are you, you know, tell me everything. They would see the phone more as a curse than a blessing, I think. But our Heavenly Father, he loves it when we keep in contact with him. He loves it when we pray for him. He loves it when we see an amazing situation. We say, oh, thank you, Jesus. You are so good. Or when we're going through a difficult time or we hear something that's not really great. And we say, Jesus, what can you do in this situation? Bring strength in this place. Bring peace in this place. When we hear the terrible news that's going on across the world and we can say to God and we can cry out to him, we can say, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Any place we are, we can seek him. We can know him. We can be connected to him. Prayer is this wonderful, amazing gift that we, we should be praying on all occasions. Ephesians six eighteen says this, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with every kind of prayer and request. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. You know, prayer has been reduced so much to just pray when we have gatherings or when we have problems or something happens and we think, oh, okay, well, let's just pray. And it can be reduced to that. But, but prayer is so much more than that. Um, you know, it would be really rubbish, wouldn't it, if I, the phones that I give to my kids, that they left them at home, switched off, and they never turned them on when they came home. And I'm, like, sat in the other room, and I'm thinking, well, what was the point of that? They can just talk to me now. <laughs> so, you know, prayer is something we can do. It's an amazing gift. We need to take advantage of it. Um, you know, 
if I was to ask you right now, where is God? Where is God for you? Where is he? And I wonder if um, many of us, and maybe all of us, would say, God is everywhere. He's everywhere. And I reckon that, yeah, probably everyone would say that. Or maybe, you know, if not everyone, but most people in this room would say, God is every, everywhere. But I wonder how much we actually realize that, how much we believe that, how much we are conscious of that, that he is everywhere. There is this beautiful psalm in 139, and it says this. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise and perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, complete, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. And there's more to that psalm as well. But what a beautiful psalm. How conscious are we that God is with us constantly. Everywhere we go is here. He knows us. He knows every little word that's going to come off our lips. He hems us in. He, he's there. He's constantly there. You know, I think the more we are aware and conscious of his presence, that there will be this desire in us. I want to go and spend some time praying to him. I want to go and be alone with him. I know that happens for me. The more I make myself aware and conscious of his presence everywhere I go, I'm thinking, do you know what? I just want to just be with him. I just want to be on my own with him. I just want to talk to him. I just want to show him how much I love him and how much I'm grateful for him. And I believe that you will be provoked too. The more you exercise that consciousness that he is there with you. Whether you go into the depths of the earth and you feel like darkness is surrounding you, he is there. Whether you are in your blissful moments, so happy, so full of life, he is there with you. Um... You know, prayer is this, like, amazing tool. It's a gift from God. It's an amazing tool that, that God has given to us. And, he, and we do need to use it. We do need to use it. It would be a waste, wouldn't it, that God who gave his life up for us so that we could have this amazing gift to be and speak with him constantly, all the time, and, and to be with him, and we never used it. What a shame that would be. I want to show you a video. You ready? That 
that's not happening, that happened ages ago. But I liked the video, so I wanted to show it you again. <laughs> that was an advert we had for a conference that we did. And um, it was basically about having the right tools for the job. If you don't have the right tools for the job, then you're not going to be able to accomplish anything, are you? And so often we think in our lives that I can do this on my own. I just need to get on with this. And maybe we don't consciously think that. We just keep on going. We keep on trying. And we're wondering why we're failing. We're wondering why we're not seeing the blessings that we know that God has got for us. And we're wondering why these things are not going well for us. And yet, how often are we going to God, our Father, who says, just come and be with me. We can go to him and, we, and he answers our prayers. He gives us what we need. And we, we mustn't keep trying to do it in our own strength. Because God is an almighty, powerful God. And he's got so much more strength than what we have. The Bible says that, that it is a spiritual, there is spiritual warfare going on. That our prayer is this spiritual weapon you know, because we're praying against spiritual things that, that is happening in this world. You know, the enemy has such influence in this world. And we are affected by that. Our loved ones are affected by that. You know, by circumstances, by illnesses, all these things that are going on in the world uh, that are under the influence of the enemy. We have prayer. This amazing gift that God has given to us. That we can stand firm against all the schemes that the enemy is doing. And we can just pray into those situations. We can seek first the kingdom of God into those situations. We can ask God to move with power and authority. We can ask God to give us the comfort and the grace that we need to get through this, the strength and the wisdom that we need to get through this. Prayer is so wonderful and mighty. And it, sh it shouldn't be something that we, we take for granted or think it's just for certain times, a certain occasion. But pray continually. We come to God with a childlike faith. And it doesn't matter how we say it because he sees our heart. And he knows what we're going to say before we're going to say it. He knows what we need before we ask him. But we can come to him and sit with him because he is a loving father. We can change situations. I love how, in, as I read the Bible, it talks about how when Moses um, prayed to God, he changed God's mind. Moses changed God's mind when, he, when God was going to wipe out all the Israelites. And, and Moses prayed and God relented and changed his mind and didn't wipe out the Israelites. That's how powerful prayer is. And then there's Abraham, you know, God was going to go into the city where it was all sinful people doing unrighteous things. And, and God said, I'm going to destroy this city. And Abraham said, but if there's one righteous person in this city, can you just rescue them? And God listened and did not wipe out everybody from that city. In the book of James, it says that um, Elijah was a man like us. A man like you. And he prayed and stopped the rain for years because he wanted to, to, um, to um, have an effect on some controlling, evil ruler at that time. Prayer can have great and powerful um, results. You know, I'm really tempted to even say, and I've had to challenge myself in not saying this, but... 
I'm really tempted to say in prayer is like um like beyond me I don't understand it it's like it's like there's so much more to it than I can understand it's such a great mystery and and then I have to challenge myself and say actually it's not a great mystery it's not meant to be a great mystery it's not meant to be complicated there's not like some formula where if I say it in this way that it's like some magic thing happens it's basically a relationship with me and my father with you and your father. You know, it's talking to your father. When you're talking to your friends and your family and, and when you're, you know, you're talking to them and you're asking them to help you with something or, or you want to bless them and encourage them, it's easy. Well, that's how it's meant to be with you and your father. It's not meant to be complicated. And this fills me with such excitement when I think that prayer is so powerful. I can change situations and I can connect with my father. So don't let prayer be this tick box duty. God never commanded us to prayer. He didn't say you will pray. He says when you pray. It doesn't command us. It's not like you must do this. But it's something that we do out of an overflow of wanting to be with our loving God, our Father. So I just want to encourage you today to go with that increased sense of the awareness of who God is. That God is with you. That wherever you go, whatever you are doing, that God is right there with you. That you can go to him with a childlike faith. You don't have to try and think of some crazy, wacky ways of how to pray to him. But you can just come to him humbly, asking him to forgive you, asking him to give you strength, asking him to help you not to be tempted by the things that go on in this world. You know, because we will get tempted, because it says that we will get tempted. but, But when we pray, he will help us with that. And he'll give us provision with that. And he wants to give us this amazing gift of this wonderful Holy Spirit to come and live inside us and help us and strengthen us so that we are content, continuously walking with Jesus. So let us be aware of that as we go away from today. Can I pray? Father God, I just want to just thank you, God, for your goodness. I just want to thank you, God, that you are so faithful. That even when we are faithless, even when we give up, even when we stop looking to you, that you continually are faithful to us, continually chasing after us. And Father God, I just pray for each and every one of us right now in this room, that our prayer lives, whatever it is, whatever situation it's, it's been or has been or or even however wonderful it is right now, that, Lord God, that you will just help us to passionately pursue prayer in a ways that we've never done before. That, Lord God, as we passionately pursue you in prayer, seeing amazing, wonderful things being outworked in this world through us by your Spirit, that, Lord God, that we will just know such excitement and closeness to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God. Amen. Thank you.